everybody and welcome to In My Mug, In My Meg, In My Mug episode two, 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 on Monday the 11th of February 2012. I am your host Stephen Layton and today with it being 222, if anybody's worked in a hospital it's a worrying and scary number and anybody who didn't, two, 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 sounds exciting and interesting. But enough of the silliness and frivolity, it's time for us to dive into the news! So, I am back from Kenya, but I recorded this before I went to Kenya, so I could put it up when I got back from Kenya. Are you confused again? I confuse everybody with where I am and what I'm doing. So this was recorded before I went away, so the news is going to be fairly short this week. So, Valentine's Day Massacre, although it's only a few days since it went on sale, has gone crazy. It will not be around long, so if you want to try it, you really, really have to dive in and try it now, otherwise it's going to be gone. And that's it. That's all I've got for the news. And that was the news! So it's time for us to move on to 20 seconds, and this week it's going to be on pub natural processing. So we should do this. Are we ready? Are we set? Then? Oh. Pump natural or semi-washed coffee, sometimes called honey process, is the process where the skin of the cherry is removed, uh, leaving the seed belong, uh, behind, and leaving the fruity mucilage intact on the seed. The machinery used eventually removes the mucilage either with uh, scrubbers or by just putting them straight onto the, the raised beds. When... That's pump natural. So what I was going to say was honey is where they pulp it in the same way but they don't use any water to remove the cherry and it leaves even more mucilage to it and very, very sticky. Um, it tends to give you more body and lower acidity that are washed but it tends to be much more cleaner than a natural um, and can produce some fairly funky tastes, particularly some of the honeys. I've been a bit of a honey convert recently. I was always very anti uh, honey process but it's been really interesting tasting some uh, different processes and as people have got better at them but anyway that's pulp natural and the reason it's pulp natural is the coffee that I'm talking about this week is a pulp natural it's Brazil Paseo pulp natural ruby varietal the farm is owned by the Vieira family uh, who specialised in coffee for three generations now and the current custodian of the farm is uh, Aldolfo um, the farm actually has a huge amount of staff compared to most Brazilian farms. Um, this is because all of the picking is done by hand, which sounds pretty standard, but in Brazil, a lot of it can be done by machines. Uh, but also, it's their care and attention to the rest of the farm, so making sure that the ecosystem is all there uh, and all looked after. Um, that carries on to the way that they look after their employees. Uh, permanent workers and their families live on the farm and are provided with schooling for the children and training. And basically, it, it's like a little mini village within the farm uh, because it's such a, such a big farm, as lots are in Brazil. Um, the farm uh, has a protective native forest within, uh, within the farm. And he's uh, often visited by uh, ecologists and they also have a park for tourists to visit and school children from different areas come in and, and see the farm because it's been really held up as this great ecological um, kind of uh, system set up. Um, Paseo is all hand-picked, as I said. Um, the pulp natural lots are pulped using water 
but making sure that they don't uh, waste water or put it back into uh, tanks. So they have separate tanks where the water is then processed before it's put back into the system. Um, the mucilage is stuck to the outside, as I was saying, in 20 seconds. Um, and it's raised uh, up on wooden tables, Indian raised beds they're called, um, and uh, dried. And then it's put into wooden barrels for 60 days before milling as it's in parchment. This seems to be a thing that happens quite a bit in Brazil. You tend not to see it in many other places, but that is just a chance for the humidity levels to all level and level out and kind of settle down. Um, the farm has lots of varietals on it, but this one is a varietal I've not really come across before. It's called Ruby, and it's a hybrid of Mundanovu and Katayi. Um, this lot was processed on its own, separately, um, so it wasn't mixed up with the other varietals, so this is 100% Ruby. Um, pulp natural, sun-dried, altitude of 1,100 metres to 1,200 metres, sorry. Um, which is fairly standard for Brazil. Um, and that's it. So, what I should do, uh, I think we should do the map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. So, hello. Here we are. A little bit of a different view of Has Been Towers, but let's zoom up. Zoom away. We should have Zoom as the theme tune for this. Uh, I promise not to sing it though. So here we are, we're going to go down into what I call this kind of corridor of Pocas de Caldos there to your bottom right. You've got um, Alfina to your right, which is where everybody thinks that Paseo is. But if you dig into the detail a bit more, it's more to the, the left to uh, Montebello, which is there. And that's the, the town of Montebello. And I believe that the farm is um, right down there. Um, so I've just moved it down. You can see the kind of outline to your right-hand side uh, of the farm. And that was the map bit. So I hope you enjoyed that. It's now time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. In Brazil, there are around about 230,000 farms. That's 230. 30,000 individual farms, and they're all rather large. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Very interesting as always, Roland. Right, so we had with milk last week, so that's gone, and replaced with Americano. So, are we ready? Where it goes, nobody knows, and nobody cares. The cone. So this time we get to use the Chemex and the cone, which is a reusable metal filter, which I'll talk to you more about uh, once I uh, whap you on pause and go and make tasty drinks. But that's not too painful. We can live with the cone. So I'm going to whap you on pause, going to go and make drinks, and I'll be back with you in just a second. So a surefire giveaway that I haven't made the drinks is it comes on a lovely tray with a glass of water. So thank you to Chris and to Roland for both making plain barista so I can get this recorded quickly and go home and pack so I can go to Kenya tomorrow. Although I've already been and I'm back when you're watching. Yeah, don't start that again. So let's go to the espresso. So the espresso is just super creamy. It is, the mouthfeel feels like cream. And I haven't had it in the espresso before, I've only really had it in the brood, but 
I'm getting this Kit Kat. <laughs> I, I describe lots of coffees like chocolate bars, but it's like this wafer and milk chocolate and creaminess and big body and just beautifully smooth. This is where Brazil's and Colonial Brazil's in particular, sorry about the door, they couldn't wait for the to close the door before me finishing recording. So let's go into the milk. So into the milk. Mm. So yeah, cut through again. You get that creaminess, you get in the chocolate. Not as much Kit Kat in this one, but definitely get the chocolate and the creaminess. So, mm. time for the brew. So the cone, we have two cones on the site. We have uh, this one, which is the traditional cone, which has slightly larger holes. Tends to give you a slightly kind of murkier brew. I don't know if you can pick that up on the camera, but you get more of the solid to come through. We also have the new finer version, which um, adds for a slightly cleaner cup, but takes away some of the texture and mouthfeel. So if you like uh, French press, this one is for you. If you prefer a slightly cleaner cup as a, as a filter and what a Chemex will normally give you, then the finer one is for you. But you have a choice, which is cool. So choice is good. So let's uh, dive into the brood. Just like the espresso, you just get full on chocolate, wafer, sweet, smooth, balanced, great mouthfeel, sticky. It's just, it's delicious. This, I, this is why I love Brazil, because they can give you these super clean, sticky, sweet cups. I want sweetness in my coffee. I want it to have a good mouthfeel. I love chocolate in my coffee, so it kind of win, 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 win. So, um, yeah, if you're not a subscriber, you should definitely try this one. It's now time for the staff clip. This week's staff clip is Grandpappy Ray. Uh, Ray has been with us for a few years now and is uh, one of our packing team and he's a hero and he's a Stoke City fan. We'll can't have everything, can you? <laughs> Ryan Shawcross is not a dirty player at all. It's everybody else that keeps falling over his legs. Thanks for that, Ray. Yeah, Ryan Shawcross isn't a dirty player at all. <laughs> anyway, we shall go onto the Pinboard of Doom. And uh, I have a letter to go with the Pinboard of Doom. But this came from Rob. Um, and this was his has-been bag that he took on his recent holiday. I say recent holiday, this is from November. That's how many behind I am in, in, in the, uh, the pin boards. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know where it is, but it looks absolutely beautiful, Rob. And I'm very, very jealous. And thank you very much for sending in that. So time to wrap up. Um, thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. And noise.